You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headphones or speakers or whatever. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Either way, it's your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, back with you in this final week before what has been dubbed Interview Week on Locked on Jays. This will be the last set of just me talking um, before I head out to Toronto for the week. I know, again, I timed it so well heading to Toronto while the Jays are on the road in Tampa and Colorado, but... It is what it is. Can confirm the first interview has been completed. Someone who has not been on the podcast before, but is very familiar to Blue Jays fans and to Nova Scotians. So look forward to that um, coming up next week. But we have some stuff to talk about today. Since we last talked on the podcast, the Blue Jays have split four games. Two of them came against the White Sox, both wins. So. I mean, whatever that means to anyone. But today they played the Red Sox and it was not good. So there's lots to talk about. But the big storyline, at least from a fan perspective, is the fact that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did not play today. And that seems so weird that the focus is going to be on Vlad Jr. not playing. But... It, it's all Blue Jays fans really have to cling on to now is watching, you know, the Vlad Juniors or the Danny Jansons try and continue their growth. And not seeing him today caused a bit of a stir. I know behind the scenes at jaysfromthecouch.com, there was talk of what this meant in general. First, there was... um. There, there was the notion that he shouldn't have been sitting today. If you were going to sit him, sit him on the road when he's playing in Chicago, which I'm all right with that. I also know that Monday is usually the off day for people anyway, so that's probably the reason why um, Vlad Jr. didn't play today as opposed to Sunday when he would normally be playing. So I do get that logic, but I also get you know, wanting to give the home fans what they want because they did not get it at all today from the performance on the field. And, you know, not to say that Vlad Jr. would have helped matters. I mean, Blue Jays were no hit in the final seven innings of that game. Luke Maley's home run was the last hit they got. So, I mean, what what can you do? about that. Vlad Jr. was not going to help that. Even if he went for four for four with four home runs, wasn't going to get close to the final scoreline. So ultimately it doesn't matter. But then another conversation came up on the website about tanking and whether or not this sitting Vlad for a day meant the Blue Jays were embracing the tank and trying to get a better draft pick next season. I... I definitely don't subscribe to that for two reasons. One, it is a lot harder to tank in baseball for a better pick than, say, basketball when you can just, you know, hold an Anthony Davis off the court 
for 20 games because he's injured. Or say in in hockey where you, you hold an Alex Ovechkin off the court or, or off the ice or something like that. It, it's just harder to do in baseball just because baseball is so random at times that you can't imagine what result is going to occur. Like you, you can't take a player out and really adjust the odds that much that you will guarantee yourself a loss. I don't know how many times I have bet on baseball thinking, uh, yeah, this is going to happen. And it just had like completely the opposite happen because that's the way baseball works. It's, it's a totally random thing. And then second of all, if the Blue Jays were going to be tanking, they need to get in line because there are so many teams right now that are so bad. Like we talked about the, how terrible the Marlins offense is. They put up that uh, that graphic on Tim and Sid on Friday. Pitchers with the worst run support. And they were using it to highlight Marcus Stroman getting the worst run support in Major League Baseball. Three of the top five were Marlins on there. Trevor Richards, Pablo Lopez, and Jose Urania all were on that list. So it, they, they are doing a much better job, at even in their division. Baltimore is in their division. Baltimore is objectively awful. On pace to give up the most home runs ever. You think you're going to win a tanking competition against Baltimore? Against Miami? Absolutely not. So it makes no sense to try and, and tank something like that when you know it's not going to succeed. And all you're going to do is just alienate the fans that are coming there. That are paying money to see a product. So it that that tanking conspiracy theory holds no water whatsoever for me and like like again if if they were tanking they would have held Vlad Guerrero Jr down for longer than 3 weeks they they would have had guys like Edwin Jackson from the start which uh we can we can talk about Edwin Jackson here in a second just cuz that like like I'm I'm sorry for focusing on today. Like the Blue Jays had good wins against the White Sox on the weekend. That 10-2 game where everyone got a hit was was excellent. That um that game where Vlad Jr. came in and got the late uh home run to power the Blue Jays to a victory. It was a little too late for Trent Thornton, who had another good performance, which I mean that's that's all you can really ask for from Trent Thornton. But yeah, it's just the uh, the journeymen, let's call them that, the journeymen that the Blue Jays brought in to <laughs> just just be there, I guess. They looked really bad. And I teased that I was going to write something about this. And I have, I have it more formulated in my head. Let's say that. Um, but no, it, it's just... A sign of what um, what the Blue Jays really have a problem with, and it's not just the offense anymore. It is it is the the 
inability to find anyone to really start. And we're we're going to talk about the pitching in this in the second half. And you know what? Let's let's actually do that. Let's let's go to the second half. But first, just a reminder that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back. So, did say we wanted to talk about the pitchers and, you know, the guys who are expected to be in the starting rotation like we said they did well Trent Thornton six innings only gave up a run that's awesome that's exactly what he should be doing um Aaron Sanchez we can't really say he did well he only lasted three innings before leaving with blister issues which I mean here you go again with that like you, you just kind of kind of roll your eyes at what happened there. It especially if you're trying to trade him and you're like, yeah, I know he's figured out everything with his finger and he's totally fine and he will be a good starter and please give us Mackenzie Gore for him. It's not going to work that well if he continues to have these fingers problems and he's set to start on Wednesday against Boston. So we'll see how effective he is there. And we we have to give shout-outs to sweet Sammy G, Sam Gavilio, who came in, got the win for that, pitching three scoreless innings. And then the dearly departed Javi Guerra, who I, I spent all that time learning that pronunciation for nothing. Javi Guerra comes in, gets a three-inning save, first one for the Blue Jays in like two years. And then uh, word came out today that he was claimed off waivers by Washington, so... Good luck, Javi. You're going to need it there. That Nationals bullpen outside of Sean Doodle is terrible. Um, actually, they put Dan... I know you can hear the kitty moan at the loss of Javi Guerra and how much she already misses him. I know, Kita. It's all right. Maybe they'll claim Dan Jennings on waivers. I know he's been bad, but he's a lefty, so they could use a lefty. Especially a veteran like that. So don't worry about it, Kitan. Anyway, that was our tribute to Javi Guerra. So that that went well. But, you know, the Blue Jays lucked out for their bullpen that the Saturday game was rain-shortened. Because Ryan Firaben did not have the knuckler working. And was just getting lit up by Chicago. Like... You can see there's a reason why he's gone so long between MLB starts. And it's tough. It was tough to watch because I love I like the knuckleball a lot. I, I was happy when Ari Dickey was a Blue Jay because it meant the knuckler was on our side after years of facing Tim Wakefield with that knuckler. So I I I had high hopes, but the White Sox were just honing in on everything like from from the second pitch going out of the yard from Larry Garcia it's just like oh so they're used to this okay I mean it was going to be a tough ass to beat Lucas Giolito but Fierben took him out early and then today's game the just slugfest 
that Boston put on four home runs in that game. Um, Edwin Jackson did what he was supposed to do. He ate five innings of work, which, I mean, that's it. That's all you can really say. Just he he went out there and pitched five innings. That that's great. He has an ERA of six thirty now. Um, Elvis Luciano did not look good, but that's to be expected from a teenager against a Boston team that just punishes mistakes. And I I I heard a lot of bemoaning again behind the scenes that. Um, what was Elvis Luciano still doing on this team? Why why is he still here taking up a roster spot? He's here taking up a roster spot because Ryan Virabend and Edwin Jackson are making starts for this team because they don't have anyone else who they feel can do anything in the system. And again, this is not this is not the year for the Blue Jays. They don't have the talent up. They don't have enough offense to compete with anyone other than the Marlins. So that's why Elvis Luciano is still on his team and is pitching with a 687 ERA. The one I'm more worried about is Ryan Tapera, who came in for that final inning and served up gopher balls to Xander Bogarts and uh, Rafael Devers. And, and they weren't good pitches at all. They were both high fastballs that the Red Sox just turned on. And it continues to be a problem with Ryan Tapera. You... you hope that he has things figured out but he's he's on the wrong side of 30 now just like me and he's already starting to decline a bit and you have to wonder if the Blue Jays can bank on him as a late inning guy anymore if he keeps serving up stuff like that and Charlie Montoya is looking at him with a fresh set of eyes he doesn't have the same loyalty to Ryan Tapera that uh John Gibbons did so for Tapera to continuously struggle like this, it it doesn't bode well, especially when there are players in the organization who are younger and probably will get a better look than Ryan Tapera. And you know, I I don't like saying that because Tapera's been here for a while. He's he's one of the remaining playoff guys, and you know. It, it's harder and harder to remember those times without these guys on the roster. But much like Kevin Pillar got sent packing, much like Justin Smoke is looking at being moved, you can't hold on to the past forever. And, and you can keep hoping Ryan Tapera finds it and is able to string together some scoreless innings. But um, again, I've said on this podcast, you worry about the burnout with him and it, it might just be time to move on. And, and give the younger arms a shot in that pen. Um, should should give props to Derek Law for coming out and being the only Blue Jay pitcher to not get touched. He gave up a sacrifice fly, but Luciano put that batter on the base. So, I mean, whatever. Um, but no, one and two-thirds scoreless from Derek Law. That's good. That's a good bounce back from that Chicago performance. So... I mean, he he has to kind of justify himself now because he's the reason Javi Guerra is in Washington. So that's a good start, Derek. That's that's what you need to do to keep your job in Toronto. And if you can do that instead of, you know, blowing games in the eighth inning, then that will serve you well in the future. Um, yeah, speaking of the future, we are looking to the future. And 
ending the present podcast for y'all. Just a reminder, um, if you want to get involved, follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and if you want to make sure you don't miss interview week and all those people we have coming up to talk to, um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Himalaya, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play, uh, iTunes, however you get your podcast, make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Jays so you don't miss anything. Um, and be sure to check out Jays from the Couch Radio tomorrow. I'm going to be on there with Sean Doyle, just the two of us. You know, very, very cozy, very intimate, very, I'm going to be drinking vodka to forget what I had to witness today. So, um, yeah, uh, look for that tomorrow morning. Make sure you subscribe to Jays from the Couch Radio. And, yeah, so for everyone at Jays from the Couch and for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm still Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. Peace.